Welcome to The Brian Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. I'm the producer, David Lally, and today I want to share a special episode with you, where Brian walks us through the steps to take to prepare for your very own quantum leap. I hope you enjoy this powerful session from our Mastermind Summit. We're going to have a great time. We're going to talk about a quantum leap, and we're going to help you make a quantum leap. I'm going to give you some tools. I'm going to give you some information. I'm going to make you think. And on the thinking side, let me share with you that every great breakthrough or truth has inside it an inherent contradiction. Because I'm going to present things that have, if you're just doing what we do in our world today, which is live in the 140 characters of a tweet world, you're not going to get it. And one of the dynamics that we're struggling with in our culture today is people are not taking the time to think. And not taking the time to think and not having a little time out means everything's reactionary, everything's dramatic, everything's emotional, everything's stressful, and everything's far more freaked out than ever before. Okay? You know, everything's a disaster. Everything gets blown out of proportion. And what happens is we are not taking the time to what? Think. Well, I'm going to ask you to think. One of the things we're very, very talented at at Buffini Company, 20 years pioneering the science of personal coaching, is we understand that every client we've ever worked with has inside them all the answers they need. But it's just difficult to get that stuff out. It's difficult to think that stuff through. Oh, you should be able to do it. No, it just doesn't work that way. We all need these sounding boards. We all need these pieces. And there's usually little gaps. Sometimes it's a skill gap. Sometimes it's an instruction gap. Sometimes it's a mindset gap. Sometimes it's a habit gap or a system gap. Does that make sense? Sometimes it's an accountability gap. But at the end of the day, what all we're trying to do when we're coaching people is pull out of them what's already in them and to get them to get clarity in their own mind of what their own goals, dreams, aspirations are and how to tap into their own talent. Does this make sense to you guys, yes or no? So here's the thing. Y'all came here, every single one of you, with everything you need to make a quantum leap. Everything you need to make a quantum leap you already have Now, what we're going to try to do is help assemble it. So let's talk about it. I always like to begin by not my interpretation of things, but let's start with an objective standard. And I always go to Mr. Noah Webster's dictionary. And that's where I like to start so we can have our discussion about what this whole concept is. So a quantum leap is the explosive jump that a particle of matter makes in moving from one place to another. And so that's what we're tapping into here in the area of the science of personal achievement and that people make quantum leaps. Now, what this is not is a get-rich-quick scheme. What this is not is a work-free system. Nothing's ever going to come out of my mouth like that. I've been the, almost the opposite in everything I've taught for 20 years. I've spent most of my adult life, most every waking thought, all of my energy, and spending $50 million a year for the past 20 years to try to get people to write two personal notes a day to which I have had extremely limited success. So I'm Mr. Fundamental, and I'm all about the how-tos and doing the right actions. But I want you to know that if you keep showing up and doing the right things, opportunity comes for a quantum leap. What is a quantum leap? Here it is, first thing. It's a multiplier. It's a multiplier. Instead of addition, it's a multiplier. Two and five is seven. Two times five is 10. That's a multiplier. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. The baseball player that hits 250 makes $2 million a year. 
The baseball player that hits 300, his average contract is $9 million a year. So two to nine, is that a big difference, yes or no? Two to nine. Think about that. Two million to nine million. What's the difference between a guy getting paid nine million and two million? It is five hits every 100 times at bat more than the other guy. If you get five extra hits out of 100 chances, you make nine million bucks a year. Now, trust me, the guy, we're not praying for the guy with two million. He's not on death row here. You know, he's doing all right. But is there a difference? Yes or no? Is that a quantum difference? So here's the first apparent contradiction you're going to have to see. That it is the small additional effort that ultimately produces the quantum leap. The quantum leap, it's a small additional effort that will produce the quantum leap. When they're talking about quantum physics, it's always about an explosive particle. Particle. Like a very, very small thing. We're looking for the five extra hits in our health. The five extra hits in our finances. The five extra hits in our business. The five extra hits, this is the big one, in our thinking. Out of a hundred. Five out of a hundred. Batting 300 means you get to fail seven times for every three times you're successful. I'm going to say it again. Fail seven, win three. Most people would call themselves full-time loser, but that's not the case. And that's why we have to understand this stuff. The myth of success, how it's presented in the media, what it looks like, how overnight successes, all this kind of stuff. And what we have today is because we have such a fast-moving world, especially a lot of our younger folks, they think, man, once I come up with this app, you know, I'm going to be laying on the couch on Tuesday and a billionaire on Saturday. And the problem is, on occasion, one of those things hits, so everyone else thinks that's the way to go. Are you guys with me? And oh, by the way, one of those things hits, as we'll talk about today, we don't know the full story. So it's a multiplier. It's exponential growth. Exponential growth. But it's exponential growth because of a particle. It's exponential growth because of the five extra hits every hundred times at bat. The two reasons why I believe most people struggle. Number one is drift, and number two is overwhelm. Are the two reasons why I think most people don't achieve. And I'm going to be covering this more in years to come in some content. But I, I think nobody intentionally goes off the rail. It just kind of, you drift a little bit, 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 and then you get over here and you go, how did I get here? How, how did I end up over here? When, when did that happen? And it's just these little decisions along the way. And then what happens is it's this overwhelm. The dynamic is our lives today are busier. We have more coming at us now than ever before. And the thought of doing more overwhelms people. I'm really into doing an awful lot less. And then what you do, do really well. Really get after it. What I'm ultimately talking about is what I call U squared. U squared. It's a neat concept. And I'm going to recommend a couple of books. Many of my audience, I believe, still have the ability to read. And it's one of the great things to help you develop thinking is to read, okay? And 140 characters is not that. Because you need time to process and physically go through it. I actually believe, now I use Kindle and those kinds of things, but I'm gonna tell you this, I'm gonna tell you this a fact, is that when I pick up a physical book, I get more out of it than when I read it on the screen. I've tried it, I've tried it. Because I, I take a book and I digest it so that I can then see what can apply not first to my own life and then how can I apply it to yours. 
And so I'm always looking at that. And, I, and I've, I've just seen it. I've, I've done it with the same book. So there's a book. The first book I want to recommend to you today is a very short book. You could get through this in two visits to the bathroom, I would suggest. <laughs> Depending on your fiber intake, might be three. But this is a book called U Squared. How many of you have ever read the book U Squared? Neat book, Price Pritchett. And he was the first guy to really introduce the science of this concept of quantum physics and bring it in the area of personal growth and development. And it's fantastic. And he's got some great stuff in there. And it's a simple read. And there's some goofy stuff in there. Read it all. And eat the meat and throw away the bones. So that's where we want to go. Now, I'm, I'm going to share with you what happens is the sense of overwhelm ultimately gets into a, a dynamic that holds people down, creates this depressed, down on myself, I'm not good enough, self-esteem dynamic, and it's called the expectation gap. Elwood Nego says, the root cause of all person conflict is the violation of expectations. Not just in person conflict, but in how you actually go about your own day. Here's how I see myself. The fact is, both good and bad, we see ourselves differently than we are. Okay, we have a picture of ourselves. By the way, we judge ourselves by our intentions and others judge us by our actions. We'll judge ourselves by intentions and judge other people in 140 characters and say we know who that person is, we know what they're all about, and so on and so forth. And in our social media world, judgment is at an all-time high and people's fear of judgment also makes them a little fearful of getting out there a little bit, okay? So here's where I see myself. But I, you've seen the talent, you've seen the gifts, and here's the thing. You've seen yourself at your best. And then you have maybe this dream, it could be a goal, and then this happens. You see this other guy or gal over here, and you compare, and you go, I think I can do that better. I don't understand. They're not that smart. They're not that witty. And yet they have this and this and this and this and this and this. Ah, they had to be lucky. Ah, they had the right connections. They were in the right place at the right time. Ah, they're obviously unethical, right? Growing up in Ireland is fantastic. I love where I come from. I love my people. It's in my veins. Uh, it was just nice to not have to explain a joke while I was talking to somebody. People's feelings are kind of buried so far down, you can just batter each other all day long, and it's great. It's just great. For a pragmatist, for a month, it was fantastic. However, there's also a reason I left. Now, I left and got hit by a car. It wasn't a choice of mine, but there's a reason I stayed once I got here. See, in America, someone drives past the millionaire's house, and they go, I'm going to be there one day. In Ireland, they drive past, and they go, I'm going to get that sucker. <laughs> or other non-PG words that are used. And so a fellow would go by in a Rolls Royce, and I remember these conversations clearly. They'd say, I wonder who he had to screw over to get that. And we're going to get into this, but I'm going to tell you right now, this comparison is the death of ability. Comparison is the death of hope. Comparison is the breeding ground for depression. I want you to know there's a radical difference between comparison and competition. Competition is awesome. Comparison is lethal. The word competition comes from a Greek word called kompeo. Kompeo means to bring the best out of. How many of you have, have had kids in sports somewhere? Capacity, miss your hands. Uh, is it always the greatest environment? Are the parents always great to deal with? 
And you know, it's wild. And I've, I've gotten into this myself. Why? Because the difference between the competition, which is what we all want, and the thrill of it, and then where does this stuff come into? Is this comparison. Well, they're not as good as this and that guy. Why are they getting playing time? Why he's not getting playing time? Why is that happening? Why is this going on? And that referee obviously doesn't like us. Competition is awesome. You want to compete with the market. You want to go compete with the greatest competitor of all time? Go compete with yourself and the gifts that God's put inside you, and the opportunity that's laid out before you. And I got to tell you, boys and girls, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm more ramped up after spending a month in Europe of how much easier it is to make and become successful in North America than any other place in the world. They keep banging on America. They keep banging on it left and right. Let me tell you, and I'll tell you this, you know, the world is turned upside down right now politically. Okay, every part of it's turned upside down. But I'll tell you this, I'm very interested in my country of adoption and its friend to the north. And here's what I'm gonna tell you. If you can't make it here, you ain't making it anywhere. Someone on welfare in the United States is in the top 20% of earners in the world. In the world. If you can't make it here, you ain't making it anywhere, boys and girls. Just because you are born here, you have already been blessed. You've already, been, you've already been given the golden ticket. I made a quantum leap by coming here. Here's what I want to tell you though. The day after a team wins a Super Bowl, an NBA championship or Major League Baseball, the first thing they do is say, are they the greatest team of all time? Can they repeat? The ultimate joy stealer is comparison. It's the ultimate. Competition is awesome. Let's talk about competition. Let's talk about how to compete. Let's talk about how to make a quantum leap. Let's go talk about you're in the right place. You're at the right time. So if you have a philosophy that in any way believes in luck, let me tell you, you're right. You've already been very lucky with where you're at. Now let's get that out of the way. Now let's go compete. When we get into this, here's the expectation gap. Here's what it leaves. These are thoughts that come to people's minds. So you'll find out. If the comparison thing has got you a little bit, if the overwhelm thing has got you a little bit, if the expectation gap has gotten you a little bit, here's a few things. My life has not turned out like I hoped. Next, I have untapped talent. Now, this is in the secrecy of your own heart. I know you're very positive people, but does this ever happen? I feel frustrated by others' success. Does it ever bug you? Okay, now I know this is, this is the dirty little secret. I have a hard time setting goals. I don't want to tell you that, Brian, because I know we do goals at every one of these bleeding things. So what I end up doing is making lists. And then I show them to my coach and my coach goes, okay, let's get after the list. I can get very down on myself. How many of you know a friend who has felt some of those feelings. How many of you know a friend like that? Well, I want you to be a messenger of hope to that friend. When this is over, I want you to go back to that list. Because what I believe I'm laying out here for you is the antidote to the expectation gap. Those feelings never go away fully because we're human and because it's a thing called life. But how many of you would like to have them greatly mitigated and reduced in your life and in your mind, can I see your hand? By the way, when those thoughts come to mind, 
Do they give you energy? They take your energy away. In order to succeed and make a quantum leap, do you need more or less energy? It's very prevalent. We have 3,000 motivated people in the room. This is not the depressed group. Okay, this is the try and hard group. So, yeah, there's two of you. So it's good. <laughs> we'll work on it. They'll be all there by the end of it, I promise you. There's a reason why it affects everybody in the room, right? It's part of the human condition. It, I, I can speak to this stuff because I've worked through this stuff all the time. This is not stuff I'm cured of. But this is stuff that I have and am learning how to have less and less power in my life, less and less influence in my life, and I've come to listen, recognize it quicker. Oh, that's just that. That's just that. So, there are some obstacles. So you need to know, okay, you've you're, you got to compete. Here's what you have to compete with. There are obstacles in your way. So here's the first one, a lack of vision. A lack of vision. Can't see where you're going. Why can't you see where you're going? Because you're overwhelmed, okay? It's very hard to come up with a strategic vision while you're in the middle of a firefight. Would you agree? So is a lack of vision. Steve Jobs said this. He said, if you're working on something exciting that you really care about, say really care, really care. you don't have to be pushed. The vision pulls you. Here's the thing. Really care cannot be a goal that's a checklist or a to-do list. It has to be something you really care about. Now, what happens again is some people think this goal has to be so astronomical and so life-changing and so world-changing that they think, and they're overwhelmed by the concept of writing that kind of goal. It doesn't. Sometimes the goal you're going to write is the stepping stone to get to the next one. And that's okay. If you really care about it, if you really care about it, then someone doesn't have to badger you to do it. Did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do the workouts? Did you do the extras? Did you do the shooting? Did you do the practice? Did you do this? Did you write it? Somebody doesn't have to badger if you really care. Here's another obstacle. Now, this is a complicated one, especially for me to deliver this. It could, in perception, was undermine everything I do. So another obstacle to your quantum leap are habits that work for you. Okay, I do need to explain this. Basically, when you get into coaching, 90% of what we're doing on the structural side, there's a mental side, there's an accountability side, which brings the emotion part to it, where we're with you. But this other side, so it's three, 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 there, the first third of it is the habits. Getting you to do the disciplines, do the details, do the work that we know, you do that stuff, you're going to get that result. And so understand that that's the foundation. And that's very important. It's a foundation from which you make the quantum leap. Now, here's the thing. As great as habits are, and you have to have them, in order to make the quantum leap, the habit can then be the thing that holds you back. Warren Buffett says it this way, chains of habit are too light to be felt until they're too heavy to be broken. What do I mean by that? Every time I get a great idea, a new innovation, and something that I know that's gonna work, my natural instinct is derma. This is gonna be huge. I lay it all out, yada, 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 and then my next reaction is, let's take it on the road. Let's take it on the road, because I've been everywhere, man, and I know how to do this stuff. I know how to do this stuff. I know how to communicate with people, but I'm not 28 years of age anymore, and I have six kids, and I also have a business that I didn't have before. So are you guys with me? My success habit is the thing I want to go back to because this is what I know. Now, understand this. Here's the complication. All of those skills are very helpful and will help me in the future, but in order to make a quantum leap, I got to think from over here. 
Are you guys with me, yes or no? So you want to make the quantum leap. The first thing you want is the safety of what you know. Now understand you're bringing the skills of what you know. You're bringing the memories of what you know. You're bringing the gifts you've honed and harnessed from what you know. But you can't do what you know if you want to make a quantum leap. You have to do what you don't know. And we'll talk about that. You're going to have to make similar mistakes. Does that make sense? And when you get older and you become somewhat successful, you don't want any more mistakes. The mistakes become more costly. You don't have as much juice in the tank and you become risk averse. So the truth is, yay, I want the quantum leap, I want the quantum leap, and I want to do exactly what I'm doing now. And I want it to be risk-free. Are y'all with me, yes or no? Our past successes reinforce that. It's an obstacle, our past successes. I'll try to make it practical. And anytime I talk about something at the highest periphery in my life, I meet all these people, I meet all these world leaders and all this kind of stuff, and I'll tell you this, and it always embarrasses her when I say it, but I meet all these people who are these incredible human beings who've done all this stuff and yada, yada, yada. The person that this, to this day is my greatest advisor, the person that still I'm intimidated by, she's just an amazing person, is my bride Beverly. And that's who I go to, okay? And so, and, and here's the thing, she is wired up a little differently. These Olympians you're watching, okay, they're not normal people. I mean, they are, but they're not. They're normal in that they're born with two arms and two legs the way they are, but they're wired up differently. Here's the thing. There was 112,000 people in Neyland Stadium when they inducted her in the Hall of Fame and retired her jersey, remember that? They had her out there. She was pregnant with the twins. Yeah, you guys remember this? They turned the band into the Olympic rings and marched around a 300-person band. I'm just sitting there going, that's my wife. <laughs> so, so here she is. Now, think about this. She's a college All-American. Her number is retired at the University of Tennessee, and she's in the Sports Hall of Fame. Is that a high achievement, yes or no? Now, great. She did not get invited to the tryouts for the Olympic team. She writes notes until they give her a trial. Here's the thing. She's an All-American. She finally gets, you know, all these honors and whatever else. She gets a chance to be one of 60 girls to compete. So in comparison, okay, there had only been one black player on the Olympic team and her name was Flo Hyman. She was almost seven feet tall. Beverly's 5'8". So she's not invited to the Olympic tryouts. So very easy to get caught up in the comparison. You guys with me, yes or no? And she says, all I want is a chance to what? Compete, writes notes, writes letters, writes notes, like there. just so you know, your quantum leap may have some closed doors. Closed doors. What did she do? She wrote some notes and slid them under the door. And then she got every coach who ever worked with her to write notes and every camp counselor and then this person and that person. And here's what happened. The Olympic committee said to her, we will give you a trial if you stop sending us notes. That happened. And she went there and there were 60 girls in Colorado Springs. And they said, okay. And the first day, they're doing six hours of training and that, that, that. And the first day they bring them all in and say, okay, here's the 10 girls leaving today. And the next day, here's the 10 girls leaving today. Here's the 10 girls leaving today. She's finally in a room of 15. And they go, and she's like, well, you need 12. You need six and six to scrimmage. So I, my chances are good. And they said, we're only picking nine. And they went, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And we'll take the little black girl from South Carolina. <laughs> and then they told her, listen, listen. 
So the door opens a crack. And then they say to her, now listen, you're not really what we're looking for. And you probably won't be here very long. And you need to know we're going to be bringing in people here all the time. And for the next four years, they brought in hundreds of girls to try out for the team. Accomplished girls, national championship girls, people who came in with all of the resumes you could imagine. And she beat them all out. And I've asked her this. Well, how were you able to do it? And she said this. I had to leave behind what I knew in Tennessee and realized this was a new game. I had to leave behind what I knew. And that doesn't mean she forgot who she was or what she'd accomplished or even skills she developed. Listen, she had the humility to realize I have to leave behind. I'm all American, 112,000 people in the stadium, marching around. I have to leave that here and go here. And here's the thing, here's the thing. Most people are so caught up in the past success and what they know, never. A great book to help you with this. And again, I'm going to give you resources because I don't want to leave you in this place of what do I do? It's a fantastic book called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Now, you're the same person. You don't abandon everything. Please hear that. Beverly Robinson went to the Olympic team. She brought what she'd been raised with, with her mom and dad. She brought her high school stuff. She brought her college stuff. And she brought an open mind that says, I need to think and act from a different perspective if I'm going to make it up here. If this makes sense, say aye. Another obstacle to our quantum leap is our environment. We've got to be real careful. Who are you hanging out with? Where are you spending your time? Ducks or eagles, that's what it gets down to. It's safe. It's comfortable to stay where you are. W. Clement Stone is one of the most influential people in the history of the person growth world. And he's the guy, he was the original owner of Success Magazine. He developed people like Og Mandino, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn. They all learned underneath W. Clement Stone. And he says this, you are a product of your environment. So choose the environment that will best develop you towards your objective. Analyze your life in terms of its environment. Are the things around you helping you towards success or holding you back? Are they? Now, it doesn't mean you sever your most core ties but what it does mean, certainly in those environments that we can drift into, and everybody's this and everybody's that, and it can keep you comfortable. It can keep you comfortable and keep you broke. It can keep you comfortable keep you out of shape. It can keep you comfortable and keep your marriage bad. It can keep you comfortable and keep your business low. It can keep you comfortable and you get to stay right where you're at. It's uncomfortable. And by the way, the minute you say, I choose to you know, start inserting myself into a different environment, listen, you're going to be criticized by who? The people who are in the environment you're leaving. And they're going to be outspokenly critical of you because you're doing the very thing they would love to do themselves but are too fearful to do. That's why the claws go in. You're doing what in my heart of hearts I wouldn't admit to anybody else. I'm not even sure I've admitted it to myself, but in my deepest spirit, I wish I could go. But they have given in to the reasons why they shouldn't go. And these have now become laws and this stinking thinking is now a permanent state. Where the part gets now into, because it's not all about them, is the last piece here, is our level of self-belief. Our level of self-belief. So, Toni Sorensen's a neat author. She said, the first and most important person you must believe in is? Everybody knows that and everybody believes that. So what do you do? Look up here for a sec. If you want to make the quantum leap, you don't abandon who you are and where you've come from. That's not what I'm talking about. Here's what you do. Listen, you harvest who you are and where you come from. 
Do you have a list in writing of things you've accomplished that you're proud of? Do you have in writing a list of things you've done that you've accomplished that you're proud of? And when was the last time you took it out to read it? Those are my two tips, as simple as that. Why? Because you'll get into this environment here that's nervy, scary, or you fail, or you experience a setback, and you gotta go, okay, that's what happened, but that's not who I am. Because you know what, I have done this before. And you guys know me, what's the phrase I'm always after? I did it before, I can what? I did it before I can do it again. Here's the biggest concept to take out of this event, and it's about the timing of a quantum leap. There's no bad ideas, there's just bad timing. Honest to God. No, well, that's not true. There's some terrible ideas, but most ideas are, are pretty good. When you come up with an idea, like I said, you have the answers inside for yourself. Most of the ideas you're coming up for yourself and your business and your life, they're good ideas. The question is, what's the timing? So I wanna talk to you about the timing and how it works. I've talked to you for years about one aspect of this. I wanna add the other aspect to it. So the two types of time are called Kronos and Kairos. Kronos and Kairos. And again, you'll hear me talk about Greek a lot. Much of the logic for Western society came out of the Greek culture. Much of our language in English came out of Greek. I kind of have that bit of a gene in me where I like to find out, well, what's that mean? And what's that mean? And what's that mean? Because what I'm always in search of is clarity. I'm looking for clarity in my own life and then try to help people with getting clarity in their own. And so you often find in these things that you'll find clarity itself in doing a little bit of research. So here's what chronos means. And again, it's a Greek word. Well, what, do you, what English word do you think we get from chronos? Chronological or sequential time. How many of you have ever been at an event where I poured out water into three bowls? Okay, is it a good illustration, yes or no? What, is, what am I trying to communicate there with all of that? That there's a sequence to things. There's an order, there's a horse and there's a cart. You crawl, you walk, you run. That's called chronology sequence. And we get into trouble when we get out of what? We get out of sequence. So what do we have? What are, the, what are the sequence now? This is the advanced group. What's the first one? Stability, yeah. You get out of survival, you get into stability, then you get into success, and then you get into significance, right? And you gotta go through this to get to that. So many people, you know, they write books now, significance, purpose, da 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 People aren't paying their bills. Let me tell you, don't talk to a man about his purpose and his significance if he's not paying his mortgage. Are you guys hearing me? Okay? You don't give somebody a stone when they need a loaf of bread. Does that make sense? The vast majority of stuff I talk about in these other formats is how to get to people's stability and maybe stability plus. Are you guys with me, yes or no? And you know what, stability is a good thing. It's important, it's a crucial thing. So you have the chronos. The next thing is kairos. It's a propitious moment for action or decision. It's a propitious moment for action or decision. Just turn to the person next to you and say, I don't know what propitious means either. <laughs> I'm here to edumacate you. So here's what Kairos is. Now lock in, lock in with me. This is the sequence. How many of you have learned the sequence and realized its value in you and it's helped you? Let me see your hand. Great. So we, but we don't want to just say that's all there is. So Kairos starts with this. Now watch. It starts with the decision to decide. Side is a very, you, I don't want to get into it because there's some depressing concepts there, but you look up the words that are side, they're all permanent. So here's what it is. It's not a wishy-washy thing. 
It's not, I might try this out. It's, I'm going to go for it. I've done my homework. I've done my research. It all makes sense. I've gotten some outside counsel. There's some things that people disagree with. There's some other things, but in my gut, yada, yada. And then I'm going to what? Decide. If you want to have a quantum leap, you've got to make a what? What's that? What's that? That kind of decision where I ain't coming back. Chronos leads to stability. I'm not, well, let me give you an example. Because if I just tell you about this and I don't give you an example, let me cut through it. How many of you have heard of Instagram? So Instagram is this huge overnight success, yada, 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 yada. And it is. But understand that Instagram followed the formula. Basically, there were two guys who decided this, and then they hired this one brilliant programmer who's a very good friend of Dermot's, my brother. And so Dermot spent some time up on Instagram, you know, going through their facilities, looking at what they did and how they did it and the way they did it and what lessons are there for our business. So watch how Instagram did their business. So first of all, they decided they wanted to have people have a phenomenal user experience. That was going to separate them from everybody else. So they were maniacal was the word about the user experience. They were not maniacal about how many people they could get on the app. That was not what they were maniacal about. They said, we want people to have a phenomenal user experience, and then we want to build it in such a way that as many people as want can use it. Are you guys following me? Yes or no? So they did their research, did their research, did their research, started working. And so what they did was they put together a group of 100 typical users, not the fanatical technobots, but like just younger people that were kind of into social media, and they just focused on these 100. Understand this chronos. They were fanatical about the fundamentals. If they're basketball players, dribbling, passing, shooting, playing defense. If they were in real estate, it'd be calls, notes, and Popeyes. Building a database. Explain that to the older folks that are hard of hearing. <laughs> but they were maniacal about the fundamentals, and they stayed in sequence, stayed in sequence. But they made a decision, okay, we believe we have a phenomenal program here, and let's let the world know about it but it was after they were maniacal about their hundreds. Are you guys hearing me? So they launched. Eight months in, they had a million users. When they hit a million, 10 days later, they were at 2 million. Within three years, they were at 100 million. Within six years, they were at 500 million users. At 100 million users, listen, they had 13 employees. They got bought by Facebook that had thousands and thousands and thousands of employees that had a hell of a time facilitating what the 13 used to do. Because the 13 were focused on exactly what we do for the 100 is what we do for everyone else. Buffini and Company, we've made our quantum leap. We became 10 times bigger than any other coaching company around. You know what it was all about? We're going to coach every person we have like they're the only client we have. And the reason I know all of these people's names and I know who's sitting where and what they're doing and how they're doing is because we focus on the individual. And even though we're a good-sized company, we focus on the individual. We coach them like they're the only person we have. When they go to talk to someone at one of the events, they might be the only person we're going to talk to. And that's the way our staff is trying. And the same thing that we did 20 years ago are the same things we're doing today. And as we go and grow for the years to come, and just so you know, don't be scared. Buffini Company's going to grow. Don't be scared by that. I got to do that if I'm going to teach you how to do it. Does that make sense? But understand that it's with the integrity of how you focus on the one. Same for you. Kronos leads to stability, which is what we all want. Kairos leads to exponential growth. Let me ask you this question. 
What happens if you have exponential growth without stability? What is quickly built is quickly torn down. How many of you have heard of the huge overnight successes that then flamed out very quickly? How many of you have ever heard of that? Why? And, and in our world today, the media wants a story. The stock market wants stock to sell. So things get very sexy and they get pumped up and boom, here they go. But they got no foundation. We're going to put the foundations in, that's the stability, and then we're going to grow it exponentially. Now when the winds come and the storms come, which they do, you're able to stand tall. Doesn't mean you don't lose a few leaves or a few broken branches, but it means you're able to stand tall. If that makes sense, AI. Now there's a dynamic here that we have to understand. There's kind of a cost. Kronos requires the compounding effect. That is a great book on talking about the fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. Now here's the thing. I'm going to say to you, that compounding effect, that book, I want you to own that book. I want you to own it. I want you to read it. I want you to live it because you got to have this. I believe in order to make a quantum leap, you got to have both. You got to have the tortoise and you got to have the hare. You got to have both. Most of you in this room do not even realize how well positioned you are for a quantum leap. You haven't been perfect. We know the numbers. but you are very, very solid in your compounding effect. You've already got many compounding effects in place and you are more positioned for a quantum leap than you know. So, Kronos requires a compounding effect. Kairos requires bold action. So after you make a decision, now you gotta take bold action. Now, there's a price to pay. How many of you realize that anything valuable, there's a price to it. In fact, listen, look up here. What makes something valuable? What makes something valuable? The more valuable it is, the more of a price it is. Are you guys with me, yes or no? The more valuable it is, the more price it is. So there's a price to be paid. In order for you to value yourself and the opportunity in front of you, you need to value what you're about to do, and then you have to understand there is a price to be paid. This is the single biggest issue that a lot of the younger folks are facing today in our culture today, because it's what's being communicated is that there's no price to pay. And that's setting up for a life of frustration. So what is the price? Here's the first thing, stability in all five circles. I'm gonna introduce this brand new concept to you today. It's called five circles. Has anybody ever seen this image before of the five circles? Spiritual, in your relationships, your vocation, in your financial, your personal. Now here's the thing, you might be sitting here going, I want a quantum leap. And I want you to do this for right now. I want you to pick one of those circles that you think might be in survival. So what I want you to do is pick the one that's most in need. Your heart can be stirred with the hope of a quantum leap and your feet need to be empowered with the actions of getting to stability. If that makes sense, say aye. That's where you need to go. Okay, I got the hope of this, and here's the thing. You've done it before, you can do it again, which means you can do it quicker than you ever did before. Next, you need sound fundamentals. Sound fundamentals. I don't care if it's in sports. I don't care if it's in marriage. I don't care if it's in finances. I don't care if it's in business. You need fundamentals. The sound fundamentals. Lou Holtz said, build your empire on the firm foundation of the fundamentals. If you want to build an empire... You build it on top of fundamentals. Well, here's the deal. 
You go quantum leap and then you don't have some firm foundation to jump from. Your relationships have to be firm in order to go move forward. When you make the move forward, it's going to cause even greater divisions than what's there. That doesn't mean everything has to be perfect. It needs to be sound. What are your business habits? Are they sound? Are your financial habits? Are they sound? If you can't take care of a thousand, you can't take care of 10,000. Are you with me? And if you can't take care of 10 grand, you can't take care of a million. What do you do with a dollar? What do you do with a hundred? The other price to pay is you got to get your key relationships on board. You got to get your key relationships on board. Partner, spouse, friendships, accountability partners. Many of you have a coach. Here's the thing. How many of you have a coach and you have a very, very strong connection with your coach? Here's the thing. If you're floating an idea by your coach and your coach is going, uh, 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 uh. believe them. Believe them. Next. Now, this is the nice quote. I like this. There comes a time when you have to stop crossing oceans for people who wouldn't jump puddles for you. Here's what I know. Many of you in here are real givers and you're very positive and you're giving good energy and good this and that. And now you have an idea and you have a thought and you go share it with those very same people and they're like, pff, pff, no chance. No, okay. you're a loser. No way. You need to stay here. Okay. And there'll be a ton of those people. Everybody's got tons of opinions on everyone else's opportunity, but very little to say about their own. Okay? Harvey McKay wrote a book, Beware the Bare-Chested Man Who Offers You His Shirt. I remember walking onto a car lot one day, buying a car for cash, and a car salesman who turned, had holes in his shoes was criticizing me for paying cash for a car. Well, why don't you finance it? The money's so low, it's so cheap. And, this. and here's the way, he was so convinced. I'm like, maybe he's right. Now, I don't ever remember having a car loan, but it was like, he must be right. And I'll never forget it. I was in this car lot in Escondido. I'm buying a car for one of the kids. I'm going through it. They put up half. I put up the other half. I negotiate this deal. Yada, yada. We're paying cash. And then the guy sits down and he crosses like a big hole in his shoe. And then I looked up and the shirt looked like he hadn't been washed in about three weeks. And I went, I'm taking financial advice from this guy. I wouldn't buy a sandwich from this guy. And I'm about to take financial advice from him. Why? Because when someone is very certain of their wrong opinions, they can make you very uncertain of your values. I'm the guy that teaches financing to millions of people, and I was about to get a car loan I didn't need. Last little piece here is a transition strategy. Now, this is not very sexy stuff, you know? You just picture Braveheart on the horse, riding up and down before the Scotsman, ready to go to battle. I have a transition strategy. But... I have a little secret for you. You have to build stepping stones to get from stability to here. And then once you get here, there's these gaps are things I don't yet know. Things I haven't yet experienced, but I'm gonna get other people's insight, other people's information. I'm gonna become a student. Oh, by the way, that's when you grow the most. That's when you feel most alive. When you go do that, which you don't fully know. Yes, it increases a little risk. And we just gotta be sensible. The older we are, we gotta be sensible about the level of risk we take on. But here's the thing, taking on the risk is what ultimately gives you the life. Does that make sense? Now, when you, the older you get, you can't be taking risks. They're going to, you know, blow the whole thing up. Sometimes you have to learn this lesson the hard way. How many of you ever heard of Napster? How many of you have ever bought music on your phone? Well, the reason you bought music on your phone because of this fellow. His name is Sean Parker. And Sean Parker, he developed Napster, which basically destroyed the music business. Because people were sharing people's music, you didn't have to pay for it anymore. 
And you could get it on your phone and get it on this and get it on that. And the record companies went bananas and there's lawsuits everywhere. Da, 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 da. And it was this massive, huge hit and all this stuff. And so what happened is he did a Kairos. He made a decision and it went like this and it ended him up in court like you can't believe because those record companies have attorneys like you can't imagine. So he became very famous. He's a brilliant guy. He first went for it, had his butt handed to him. And then here's what he learned from having this. He said transition strategies are more important than understanding what the outcome state will be. Now watch this for a second, because I want to show you this. This is an example of quantum leap. This guy took the quantum leap without the chronos. What should he have done? Built out all the relationships first with all the record companies and said, I'm going to make you more money than you've ever made in your life. I'm going to build a network that, that, by the way, you're going to quadruple your sales. And I don't want to destroy your businesses. I want to build your businesses and I want to build a business myself. So I'm going to build partnerships with you. And I'm going to show you that people are going to be not buying a whole album. They're going to buy one song. And they're going to buy one song, they're buying the phone, but instead of buying the album and making the money in the whole, that way, or buying CDs, here's what's going to happen. 10 million people are going to buy that one song in countries you've never even heard of. Okay? Now, that fella had a brilliant idea. It did change the world. He didn't have his chronos in place the way Instagram did, so he ends up getting hammered. There is no Napster. Napster's known for basically getting hammered by all these lawsuits. Is that true? But he learned. Look at here. What did he do? He learned... And now he's the guy that we just gave you the quote saying the most important thing is the transition strategy, not the outcome. So he was all outcome-based. So look up here. When you go to try to set goals, it's okay if you don't have this fantastic picture here. If all you have is the next step, fantastic. So we all sometimes will take a flyer like this and we, okay, now I'm never doing that again. He said, okay, all I got to do is have the transition strategy. So let me tell you this, take the pressure off. Some of you are going to come away with a picture of a quantum leap you want to make and it's going to be real clear to you and that's fantastic. He's saying, if all I get is the next step, that's fantastic. So if all you leave here is with the next stepping stone, you're in great shape. If that makes sense, say aye. All right. If you want to do the Kairos piece, I just talked about it a minute ago. The first thing you have to have is elevated associations. Elevated associations. I am hugely formed by the influence of my mother and father still today. I'm telling you, going home to see these two characters, 85 years of age, characters, my mother getting a knee replacement because she's not done. She's not done. She was like Rocky. She's getting the knee replaced. So she, for two months, she's losing weight, doing the exercises. She goes walking up the stairs and she got my mom would set up a bedroom desk. Said, no, not doing that. So she walks up the stairs on one leg for two months in preparation. I'm like, okay, but I'd be more impressed if the one-arm push-ups were going on, ma'am, just so you know. What's going on here? I mean, she's unbelievable. But she had a phrase that she's given me, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. It's brilliant. My brother Dermot is the CEO of the company. What he has done that I am now a student of, and he's, he's the best I've ever seen, is he goes out and forms relationships with people that are super achievers in whatever environment and area. Maybe he plays a game of golf with somebody and they have a conversation and they're right there in front of you. And the next thing you know, he has a conversation and then he tells them what he does and they come along and he's a student. He goes, well, here's the thing. Why don't you come by and have lunch? He comes and shows them the company. They see what we do. It's a very exciting place to visit. You're more than welcome. If you have a day, come on up and check it out. But then they'll say, and he goes, what would you do if you were my spot? And, and this and that and the other. Some of these relationships have turned into consultants. He takes that information and puts it into our own business. And it's just been transformative for our company. But you have to show me your friends. I'll tell you who you are. You have to elevate your associations in areas that you want to grow in. If that makes sense, say I. If you want to grow, you're going to have to elevate your associations. And by the way, 
you know these people, or these people are known to people you know. They're actually right there in front of you, but you don't know what you're looking for yet. Next, a willingness to go back to survival. I was a very, very successful real estate agent. We had real estate holdings. I was big man on campus here in San Diego and in the company I worked for nationally. When I went out to go speaking, I went back to survival. I went back to sharing a room with my brother, driving an Astro van from town to town, unloading boxes. Oh, by the way, now, just so you know, now here we are, we 20 years of doing this, and okay, that quantum leap has all worked out. I'm looking at some things I want to do now. And here's the thing, in order to do them, I got to go back to survival. I, and it's not comfy. But if the goal is clear enough for what I want to do, that's the price that I got to pay to start over with. I'm bringing all of myself to the table, but I got to be willing to start over. And I'm t I, here's the thing, I'm willing to do that now. I wasn't willing to do that for a while. Next, a pioneering spirit. You got to have this. But people have been pioneering for a long time. The first woman to graduate from medical school in the United States, her name was Elizabeth Blackwell, a brilliant woman. And she said this, it's not easy to be a pioneer, but oh, it is fascinating. And I would not train one moment. Watch this, even the worst moment for all the richest in the world. It's not easy to be a pioneer, but it's fascinating. I would not trade one moment, even the worst moment for all the riches in the world. They're not fun when you're going through it. Two last pieces here is a massive desire to grow, which you already have. You already have a massive desire to grow. When our house burned down and we lost all our books, I started over and I started my library. I got a Bible. I got how to win friends and influence people and think and grow rich on the very first day we got to somewhere beyond a hotel. And I said, okay, I'm gonna start my library over. And that's where I'd always start. But there's another book that was in that genre. And for whatever reason, it's just the way life works out. This guy never got the publicity these other guys got. It was a huge book. It sold 6 million copies back in the day. And it's called The Magic of Thinking Big. And his name is David Schwartz. And you never even heard of him. But this guy was talking about the magic of thinking big and how it worked. And this is written in the 50s. Here's what he was talking about in the 50s. He said, one day they're going to put a man on the moon. He said, someday they're going to build a channel underneath the English Channel between, and link up France and England. That's going to happen one day. And he was talking about this stuff, not as a future kind of Nostradamus guy, but he was talking about the science of thinking from a spot from where you're not and how people already had these thoughts. And these thoughts were going to work. And he taught many things. And you're, that's what's kind of neat. You're reading it 60 years after it's been written. You go, that happened, that happened, that happened. And there's a couple that's like, Japers, that's, they're talking about that now. But there's a principles behind all this stuff, the magic of thinking big. I highly recommend it. And then lastly, total commitment. That's the whole all-in principle. Look up here. You're either in or out. You're in or you're out. At home, they say all duck or no dinner. You're either in or you're out. And there's no such thing as an in-between life. How many of you have ever heard me talk about the Japanese bamboo tree? How many of you ever heard that? The Japanese bamboo tree is planted. And for five years, a particular species of it, there's a hundred of them, but a particular species of it will not break ground. So you plant it, you water it, you fertilize it. So if you're over here and you're comparing yourself to other trees, you might be feeling some insecurity. Would that be fair to say? Might you be frustrated by the lack of movement, yes or no? What is the Japanese bamboo tree doing the whole time? Growing the most substantial network of roots that any tree has. 
And from the time a Japanese bamboo tree breaks ground, it's been known to grow up to 90 feet in 100 days. And I'm going to show you a time-lapse video, listen, of nature confirming that quantum leaps take place. We know what happens in businesses. I'm going to show you what happens in nature. You may feel like you're the Japanese bamboo tree. I've watered, I've fertilized, I've come to the events, I've done the activities. I've had some progress here and there, but I haven't had any quantum leaps. I'm, just, I'm not feeling it, I'm not seeing it. And the whole time you may not know that while you've been doing the right thing, competing with yourself, you've been putting down roots. And if you keep doing it and keep doing it, and then just get a little bit of the right opportunity and take advantage of the right time, bang, 100 feet in 90 days can be yours. I really loved this content when I saw it live and again today on the show. Kronos time is the stepping stones and preparation for Kairos, the explosive moment of decision. I hope you take this information and put it to use to make your quantum leap. And before I let you go today, of course, I'd like to pass it over to Brian's mum, Therese, for a little Irish blessing. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.